So I think that uh, in our last gathering, uh, we concluded with a uh, reply to Bird Sundry's question, but she had two parts to her question. I don't think I addressed one of those parts. And that uh, concerned, if I recall correctly, the uh, descriptions that we hear of the associates, some of the intimate associates of uh, Nityananda Prabhu, the Dwadasugopal, for example, the 12 uh, principal coward friends of Christian Balaram who appeared in Gaurlila. Um, the descriptions of them acting in ways that are similar to what we heard about, have heard repeatedly about the unorthodoxed uh, character, nature of Nityananda Prabhu, and um, also that uh, they are, we've heard they're, they're described in some of the texts as, as dressing as they would in, uh, in Krishna Leela, hmm? with peacock feathers and other such um, ornamentation and so forth, which seems uncharacteristic, which seems uh, certainly in, in contrast to the Goswamis, Rup Sanatan, Jiva Goswami, um, all of whom were embodiments of Manjari Bhav, but didn't, certainly didn't dress in saris, and, uh, and in their sadhaka deha, their practitioner's body, their perfected, I should say, practitioner's body. We must remember that Gore Leela is a Leela of uh, sadhanas, sadhakas, excuse me, siddhas, playing the role of, uh, of, of sadhakas, <clears throat> sadhana siddhabhumi. Um, and for that matter, the way in which the Goswamis conducted themselves with regard to their, their, their dress and decorum in, in their perfected sadhakadeyas is something that even came up in the Sampradaya uh, after their disappearance with regard to the statement of Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu concerning the practice of Rag Bhakti, which involves Seva Sadhaka Rupena Siddha Rupena Chatrahi. He says, serving in a sadhakadeya and in a siddhadeya in an internal citadea, um, serving the ideal of 
whether it be Kamanuga or uh, Kamarupa, Samandarupa Bhakti. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the controversy that arose regarding that um, statement was that at a certain point in the history of the Sampradaya, a devotee named Rupa Kaviraj uh, advocated that the meaning, interpretation, application of that verse was such that in one sadhaka deha, one should serve like um, the devotees in Braj as well as in the Siddha Deha. And the extent to which um, he followed through on that or or, or in what particular ways um, it may have been with regard to, to dress, perhaps wearing a sari at times, I don't know, or uh, with regard to, uh, at least, I believe, with regard to following certain practices that are described as angas of bhakti, uh, of vaiti bhakti, like observing a codice, um and so forth. Now, uh to me, that's not to say that the gopis didn't follow the codice. They were good Vaishnavas and gopas. But um, uh, I think that's the Radha Balapa Sampradaya. They, they emphasize like that. That uh, I'm not sure, again, of the details. Excuse me. For, forgive me for that of Rupa Kaviraj. But he was quite a learned fellow and he wrote uh, extensively about it. And so it became a controversy. And Vishwanath Chakravitakur, of course, is the one who weighed in at the time and and uh, steered the course of the Sampradaya in terms of the present understanding of those verses, which is that in one sadhaka deha, the Raganuga Bhakta, should follow the example of the Siddhas as they appear in their sadhaka dehas in Gaur Leela. Hmm? And that's how you will serve in your sadhaka deha in the pursuit of rag bhakti and in your siddhadeha as that manifests then follow the example of the same for example devotees as they appear in Krishna Leela hmm. so that's become the standard and uh, prior to that we have this example right of the coward boys uh, or the, the Dwarasagopals in Gaur Leela some descriptions of them that would seem to say that they um, were more on the Rupa Kaviraj side than the Vishnu Chakrati Thakur side. Um, so you asked about that. And um, so we'll address it briefly, but um, that also in the context of uh, honoring Udharanda Thakur, who's, uh, 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 who today we um, um, marks the festival uh, commemorating his disappearance. And uh, I want to begin that by reading a brief letter that I came across recently, written by my Guru Maharaj, addressed to dear, my dear Kashi Babu. This is uh, a person who is managing the place, the pita, the... Uh, the uh, Sriput. The, of of uh, Udaran Dattatak, where his deities are, where he um, 
where Prabhupada used to annually accompany his parents on a pilgrimage to, uh, probably on this day or perhaps on the appearance day, or one of the two, um, Prabhupada being a member of the mercantile community, the day family, but was um, particularly blessed by Udandata Thakur in his extensive campaign at the hest, uh, hest of um, uh, Nityananda Prabhu. So, the place was dear to Prabhupada, and this is written in 1972. He says, My dear Kashi please accept my greetings. Last night at the Thakur Bhatti, we had a very nice meeting. So I wanted to talk with you of improvement of the Udarandatta Thakur Pat. I know you are managing the establishment so nicely till now, but still, further improvement can be done if you cooperate with us. We want to establish a small gurukul, as mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam, accommodating willing Vaishnavas who will follow the Vaishnava behavior strictly, arranging worship of the deity by sincere devotees who will not take any remuneration and who follow the Vaishnava principles. I do not know how many devotees are staying there for taking prasadam, but I want at least 25 devotees to stay there regularly for taking prasadam, occasionally holding festivals, also for distributing prasadam to anyone who visits the temple. I am thinking in this line. I hope that you can give me your considered opinion as to how it can be done. Furthermore, I wish to be enlightened to how much land the mandir possesses for cultivation, because I wish the temple community to be self-sufficient by producing their own food grains. In foreign countries, we are organizing our centers on this principle. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> Here, also in Mayapur, this must be where Prabhupada wrote this from, we are doing the same thing, and we have just taken on another place, Haridaspur, the place of Haridas Thakur. There are six biggas of land, and they have donated it to us, and we are trying to develop in a, in a, in a, it according to the above-mentioned program. I hope this meets you in good health. Your ever-well-wisher, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. So, something that uh, didn't didn't happen, but it was a desire of our Gurumar, so it makes one, uh, on a day like this, reflecting on this and coming across the letter, think of how we could uh, start the conversation again. We are a pretty small group, but... Um, but we have, we have, I would say we have the right feelings about it. <laughs> um, so, um, I've written about the Dwadasagopals in the my forthcoming book, um, and. <clears throat> The subject uh, of your your question does come up, and um, well, I'll cite a few sections from it. We'll, I'll read a little bit and we'll talk. Descriptions of Nityananda Ram's intimate associates in both Chaitanya Bhagwat in the early 17th century Chaitanya Charitamrita are colorful relative to your your question. Unlike the Vrindavan Goswamis, who exhibited the standard of dress and decorum in their perfected sadaka dehas of Gorlila that was clearly distinct from their meditative Manjari siddhadehas of Krishna Lila, 
the Tuatasa Gopals of Gorlila, much like Nitananda himself, wore their Sakirati on their Sadaka Dehas in some measure. Now, of course, we did address the fact, to some extent, that Nityananda Prabhu was like this, and we more or less concluded, Nitai can, can do, he, 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 but it's not an example that uh, everyone can follow. If one is that deeply uh, absorbed, hmm, then it may show up sometimes uh, externally. But that's uh, the absorption of Nityananapu, the absorption of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are both very extraordinary indeed. With regard to Sattvikabhavas, which are involuntary uh, manifestations of ecstasy, eight of them are uh, addressed at some length in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. A ninth is mentioned for Vatsaliras, the flowing of the milk from the breasts, and Rupa Goswami refers to others as well. They're too rare to to mention. That said, and as I've written here um, ahead, all of the examples that Rupa Goswami gives of these Sattvikabhavas that, that are, as I say, eightfold, and they will appear to different extents in different um, rasas and um, with different intensities. Hmm? Smoking, Lighted, what is it? Sudipta, Sudipta, Udipta. I think four four stages. I can't remember the terms now. Giving an example of fire, like like smoking coals, hmm, smoldering, something like that. All right, to to um, bright and brighter and brighter and brighter, more and more intense, um, and. All of the examples that he gives throughout his um, discussion on the topic itself and when discussing different rasas, when it comes up relative to those rasas, are all examples of meditative siddhadehas in in the Leela. He doesn't give examples of sadhakadehas, which puts an emphasis on the extraordinary state of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's absorption that he would uh, and Nityananda Prabhu as, as well as I'm mentioning. I believe one of those symptoms is the perspiring of, of blood. And this is, I think it might be mentioned in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita briefly as another extraordinary bodily transformation. These type of transformations are, the, are such that some people hearing about them think, I don't think I want to be like that. <laughs> There's a nice statement in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Bhaya bisha jalahoi bitare anandamoy. Krishna premier adbhuta charita. The adbhuta, wonderful charita, character of Krishna prem, is that bhaya bisha jalahoi, on the outside, it looks disconcerting, hmm? undesirable, weeping and weeping. Who wants to sit and weep all? Must be unhappy, right? Hmm? Passing out. Uh, inability to, to function into the uh, to, to, in relation to the, to the world seems undesirable. But bitore anandamoy, but inside it's full of ananda. Hmm? This is true also uh, on the lower level. I would say with the sadaka deha, at least of the monastics, or uh, 
in an extended sense with, with, with all of the Vaishnavas, that they conduct themselves in their sadhaka days in ways that ordinary materialistic people think, oh, that looks very un, undesirable. Hmm? You don't eat this, you don't eat that. What's, what's wrong with you, right, for example? Or uh, you, you may wear, what's that stuff on your nose, the paint on your nose? Uh, these, uh, they're, the, the, de, the decorum of the Vaishnava, the way he or she conducts herself is looks um, somewhat uh, undesirable from a, from a strong materialistic um, point of view. And the habits rising early, before sunrise, which is recommended, and so on and so forth. Seems like not a not, not much fun, hmm? but there's a great joy in the life of the sadhaka in, in, the, in the effort to actually perfect the sadhaka day. As I often say, uh, it's uh, to get a sadhaka day is a huge dispensation from our from our guru from our sampradaya, hmm? and the implication of it is to if we use it properly. It will give rise to a siddhadeya. Hmm. So don't overlook the sadhakadeya and the effort that is involved in perfecting it by way of bringing its senses and thereby, in due course, its mind as well, um, only in touch with sense objects and thoughts about them of the world for the pleasure. Of Krishna, this is the, of course, the difference between kama and prem. Kamendriya, hmm? uh, uh, priti vancha, and krishnendriya, priti vancha, the desire, vancha, for the pleasure of one's own senses, as opposed to the desire for the pleasure of Krishna's senses. This is the difference between kama and prem. They look similar, but they're like the difference between noon and the dark moon night. Hmm? Very different. That's why it's also said, difficult to understand the Vaishnav, because he or she may conduct themselves in many respects as an ordinary person, shopping, farming, not just sitting and meditating and fasting and, and so forth, but busy and active for the service, for example, of Takurji. Hmm? He needs so many things, right, right? Keep us busy, very, very busy. So, um, so, Sadhaka Day is a very important. Uh, our task is to develop that. And um, and these extraordinary symptoms of ecstasy that appeared in Mahabharu to the greatest extreme hmm, and all at the same time and so forth, this is, of course, what the Goswamis then looking at and analyzing, they determined and located, so to speak, on the scriptural map Look with the, which they looked at through an aesthetic lens and determined this is Mahabhav. Hmm. Hmm. 
Rasaraj Mahabhav Duyekarup. It's the Rasaraj, the king of Rasa, Krishna himself, the perfect object of love, and Mahabhav, the perfect vessel of love combined in one, experiencing the Malanak Mahabhav. But, as I say, we don't see these type of extraordinary symptoms in too many sadhakas. Hmm? Not too many gurus. In fact, Pujapachita Marsh commented at the time, seeing them in some gurus and thinking, must be a problem here. Hmm? He told a story once of there was a famous uh, a devotee thought to be a siddha by many, and he would froth at the mouth or something like that um, at times, and it seemed to be uh, go into an extraordinary uh, state, internal internal state. And so he, in the service of uh, Thakur Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur, he had the occasion to uh, run into that sadhu and their group at a particular temple. And so the sadhu was brought before the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, and he began to, whatever he did, froth at the mouth. And uh, uh, then Sridhar just happened to be right there. I guess they came in, and he was in the temple. So he had the occasion to approach the man, and he said to him, he said, he was testing him. He said, which one is Gore and which one is Nitai? And the man said, this one is Gaur, and this one is Nitai over here. And then he thought, how could he be in such deep ecstasy that he's frothing at the mouth and oblivious to the external world? And he's asking a question, and he's right there. And, and we don't, when we hear the extraordinary ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, uh, then, then Srub Damodar had to conduct Kirtan to bring him to ex- external uh, consciousness and when he did come to external consciousness he said someone was making a tumultuous noise and broke my experience I was I was at, at Govardhan Hill and um, I was asked to serve the um, the gopis and Radha and so forth and so he, he thought well, must be um, an imitation something like that. Um, so, we might see tears, we might see, well, hard to see hair standing on it, but these are the most common sattvic abhavs that will, will manifest. Or if you get an abhas, shadow, uh, reflection of that kind of bhava in very intense, um, festive type of circumstances, for example, Rupa Goswami gives this uh, as an example, that ordinary persons, your uh, beginning devotees, may come and there's there's a kirtan and there's a class and, and there's beautiful deities and prasadam and it's very intense and we get absorbed. Right, the mind becomes controlled and that in the context of bhakti and so some abhas, some shadow, and there may be some tears, some hair standing on end. Hmm? Um, so these are common. Fainting, becoming stunned, um, the, and there's an ascending order of them, of rarity also. The gudgada, 
was what is it called? Choking. Choking of the voice. Uh, what did Mahaprabhu say? Gaja Jaga Gaja. He couldn't even say Jagannath. This this is very kind of uh, rare, so to speak. Now we find many examples, as I said, from Rupa Goswami in the Leela of Krishna Leela, all these symptoms. But in terms of the Sadaka Deha, that that is more rare. So so then the fact that they appeared as they did in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sadaka Deha, we can get some idea of what it means to have a perfect Sadaka Deha. And a perfect Sadaka Deha then 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 the Siddha Deha is gonna it's kind of showing itself to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. So Nityananda Prabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We find this kind of extraordinary uh, examples. Uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's case, of course, he was very careful to follow the Dharma because he is Krishna in his Acharya Leela, right? So he's teaching as an Acharya by example, and he took sannyas, and so there's a certain etiquette, decorum, uh, and Dharma for that order, and Mahaprabhu wanted to follow it very carefully so that he could be a good example, right? Mm-hmm. When he could no longer do that, then is his private life. Mm-hmm. And in his private life, in his perfected Sadaka Deya, we do hear him uh, uh, seeing things from a Krishna Leela perspective and howling and weeping and, um, and so forth. Hmm. He was pretty much incapacitated. Hmm. Um, so, Nityananda Prabhu, little different. He was unorthodox, as we've as we've heard. Whether he was a sannyasi formally or not, that's a. There are different opinions about that. He married on the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but uh, uh, but while he. Uh, did have unconventional behavior and that was characteristic of a cowherd and some of his associates did. Hmm? This seems to be a rarity and not the norm. Hmm? Basically how we harmonize that. Let me read a little bit more from what I've written on this. Um, uh Krishnadas Kaviraj describes Dwaras Gopals, and this is what you're referring to when we were discussing, them as bearing buffalo horns, herding sticks, adorned in cowherd dress, and crowned with the plumes of peacocks. Similarly, Brindabandas describes them as decorated with bangles, ankle bells, and garlands of gunja beads bearing sticks, flutes, horns, and ropes in their hands. However, it appears from artistic depictions of their time that such dress was only occasional. Hmm. So, in rare moments or times of losing external consciousness, they may have decorated themselves as such. The worshipful painting of Parama Parama Patita Pavana Udharan Dutta that adorns his altar in Saptagram. I put a picture of that up on the Tatvidik uh, Facebook forum. 
depicts him in a more traditional sadaka, deha, head shaved, adorned with urdhvat, bundutilak, kantimala, necklace, his limbs, torso, and forehead, forehead marked with impressions of Krishna Nam and impressions of Krishna's lotus feet, like you make with tilak, and dressed in white cloth with tulsi japa mala in hand. So we, we see that, and it would seem that was the norm, but there may have been some exceptions. One of the exceptions in the description of Krishna Das Kaviraj is how they appeared to him in a dream. When he left home, became a homeless person because of disagreeing with his uh, brother's uh, misunderstanding, I would say, um, of the position of Nityananda Prabhu, as indicated by the great Miniketan um, Ramdas, who came to an assembly at their house and was so much the embodiment of Nityananda Prabhu and it so much in Sakiras that he, he carried a flute and he would hit people over the head with it. And, and sometimes they would pay obeisances to them and he would crawl on top of them. Hmm? Uh, so um, he detected in that house that the, what well, is the house of the brother of Vrindavan, of, of uh, Krishnas Kaviraj, that, that, that the, his, his brother had a devotion for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he did not understand and have devotion for Nityananda Prabhu, again, who was difficult to understand. Hmm? And he referred to this, that Krishna refers to this as, I think he perhaps puts that in the mouth of Miniketan um, Ramdas, that this is half-hen logic. So half-hen logic is that you, the hen has two holes, the, how, the, the mouth, which feed goes in, another hole which eggs come out of. And so the one costs money, and the other one makes money. So the farmer, thinking like this, cut off the chicken's head, thinking, why, why keep that hole? That costs money. The other one, and so obviously then he didn't make anything. So if you dis, 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 uh, disrespect Nityananda Prabhu, the implication is that your glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is meaningless. Hmm. And Mahaprabhu taught this himself. By his example, so see, realizing this, he had he didn't want anything to do with that kind of association. Even although it was his house, he was being provided for there, and it was his brother. Hmm? So he walked out on his family entirely when he understood this, and he wasn't left homeless, right? Nityananda Prabhu came to him in a dream with his associates, chanting Krishna, Krishna, and they were all dressed like this. They were the Dwadasa Gopals, but they were dressed as Gopals and Nityananda Prabhu in their Siddhadeyas. And Nityananda Prabhu told them, go to Vrindavan, all your desires will be fulfilled. Yeah. Crossing over by Nityananda Prabhu's grace, then we can get access to live in Vrindavan. Hmm? 
This is he told he he tells this lot this part of this is a was a such a uh, significant uh, event in the life of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami that practically it was the pivot of his whole life that uh, uh, he ta- talks about it as if he says I'm revealing something to you that's as more confidential than the Vedas which isn't meant for the common people they're not ready for that uh, to hear even but I reveal it nonetheless that the glory of Nityananda Prabhu may be known as this made his whole life he had such a profound experience that he went to Vrindavan and there he was decorated with the grace and the garland of Madan Gopal and the older Vaishnavas asked him to write Chaitanya and so forth which is a super extraordinary uh, work and contribution to the Sampradaya. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, Mashai Kijai, Kasturi Manjari Kijai. So, um, there are descriptions of, of both, and we have to take into consideration who they were, Mitchasiddhas, and, and very close to Nityananda, but who was conducting himself like that? So, we can imagine in their in his company, at times, if he moved in that direction, they would as well and pass out peacock feathers. I don't know, <laughs> decorate themselves and their their madness. Hmm? So it's an exception; it's not a teaching. Hmm? And uh, like Rupa Kaviraj tried to uh, or interpreted Rupa Goswami's statements, and therefore, more often than not. Uh, the descriptions of them are in accordance with what we would expect how someone would uh, dress and conduct themselves in their sadhaka deha. And I mention here that um, this, of course, makes the well that the fact that they were um, not examples to follow in all respects is evident from other ways in which they conducted themselves at times, such as furthermore. Much of their unconventional behavior was not possible for ordinary persons or developing sadhakas. Chasing and riding on the backs of Bengali tigers, playing with cobras, remaining submerged in water for more than 24 hours, and so on. Thus they were known for their outreach that sprung and flowed profusely from the well spring of their inner life, hmm? which sometimes came out. But as much as it came out in, in dress, you can dress like that if you can live underwater for 24 hours. <laughs> if you can ride on the back of a panther, black panther in Madhavan. Hmm? And the outreach, which was entirely focused on Nam Kirtan, Sankirtan, of the Duarte Gopals was extensive, and Udarandat Thakur, in particular, uh, 
he, the measure of his outreach, you could say, corresponded with the measure of his inner depth of, of experience. It was tremendous, hmm? extraordinary. Um, and it was, I say, I say centered on, on, on St. Kirtan, but um, as was characteristic of Nityananda Prabhu's outreach, it was deeply spiritual, hmm? and at the same time it overflowed into a social kind of Vaishnav welfare as well. Um, perhaps a, an example of that that we can relate to just to illustrate the point is that we distribute the Mahaprasadam to people and it could also extend into a social welfare activity of feeding people, right? Hmm? Prabhupada organized this in, in Bengal. He wanted, and he's talking about here in his letter to uh, Kashi Babu hmm? at Udandatta Thakur's uh, path that you, he wanted to have devotees there and 25 devotees living full-time, serving the deities, uh, growing and cooking and distributing prasadam. That would be no book distribution there, apparently. That was. That's a good thing too, but it's a place for, uh, for um, kind of boiling the milk, if you will. So um, we see this in the life, as I say, of uh, of Udarnath Thakur. It's the outreach, his outreach on behalf of Gore, that it, which inadvertently you can say, bore the fruit of Nityananda Ram's own bhava. And in other words, we said often that we're serving the ideal of Nityananda Prabhu, putting a focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Some persons will be affected. Of course, he's in the Jasita, but um, be affected by his bhava. Um, that uh, outreach uh, involved, the, for example, the deliverance of Saptagram, which was a very large mercantile community, consisted of seven different villages, they were largely involved in, in, uh, in mercantile activities, trade and gold, trade of gold, uh, primarily, and uh, profits for this exact same family, Suvarnavarnik commu community. It's a gold merchant community. The Day family was Day and Muluk. I think were two of the, the the biggest family names. At the time of the British occupation of Calcutta, practically these two names were the, all the people in the whole of Calcutta. Hmm. So this is all the the persons touched by Nityananda Prabhu's outreach and his principal uh, whip, hmm, commander, lieutenant in, in this area was Udar Nitsataku, who, 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 who came from that um, community. Um, I've written here, centuries later, with the help of the community, this community, the British, were able to establish Calcutta as the center of their center of influence in India. By that time, more than half of Calcutta was populated by members of the Savarnavanic community, whose patron saint is Udarnatha Thakur. During the late 15th and 16th century, this community's social standing was very respectable and at the same time, it was largely 
a Vaishnav community in name only. So like you have nominal Christians, nominal uh, Hindus, nominal Godias. I'm a Godia, but I, they don't know the, they don't have some Gyan and and so forth. Uh, this is fairly common. Hmm? And so what Nityananda Prabhu was coming there to that community, initiating as he did, uh, Udharanda Thakur was that he um, uh, turned their nominal Vaishnavism into 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 Rasik Vaishnavism, and he also uh, improved, as I'm saying, their social status, which, although was um, well established, uh, l- uh, suffered from the um, you know kind of what goes on in the material world. Um, Balal Sain, the Hindu ruler, who was a patron of the Sanskrit literature and of Vaishnavism, uh, had a dispute with the community, probably over some money that was owed for gold. Mm-hmm. They wanted their money, uh, he didn't want to give it or something like that. And um, he was involved in what became the sullying of the... Sullying? You understand? Of the reputation, socially speaking, of the community. So they became so, this community became so much ostracized. After all, the kings are powerful, so by the influence of Balal Sain, that uh, so much ostracized from the Hindu community and the Varnashram system, uh, this whole social fabric, um, that they, that Bhakti Sarasthakur compares in his commentary on Chaitanya Bhagavat, their social plight to that of Haridas Thakur. So they became outcasts. I mean, Haridas was an outcast. He could participate in the Hindu community. Hmm? Of course, Advaita Prabhu brought him in, initiated him, referred to him as Brahma Haridas, gave him the Mahaprasad from the uh, Shraddha ceremony, the the ritual for the deceased ancestors, uh, I don't know what the occasion w- was that Adwaita was conducting at his house, and then the Mahaprasad from that is given to the best Brahmin in the community. You know the story, all the Brahmins were expecting, he's going to give it to me, and then he gives it to Haridas. And then they all became outraged. How could he do such a thing? And then they went home and they couldn't light their sacrificial fires in their house, none of them. Then they realized, so we offended Adwaita, he's very extraordinary. And Haridas, and so, but still, uh, even when he went to Puri, right when he was established as a great devotee in the circle of Mahaprabhu in Bengal, when he came to Puri, he was not allowed in the temple. Hmm? In the walking Jagannath, in the form of Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, used to go every day to bring him prasad from the temple, hmm? give him darshan. Um, so the plight, anyway, socially speaking, of Haridas was was considerable. Uh, that was also the uh, as a situation for the Goswamis, Rup Sanatan, Jiva Goswami, Balaba, three brothers, and uh, and the one um, um, nephew, I guess, of Rup Sanatan, the son of Balaba, right? Jiva Goswami. They, because Rup Sanatan, in particular, were engaged in the government service which was difficult to avoid. They were so desirable, Rup and Sanatan, by their qualities. They had a reputation. The king found out about, Nuwab Hussain found out about that when he sent away 
one of his um, assistants. Um, what did he do? He asked him to answer a question. They were building a, the samadhi for the the the, the tomb. Hmm? What do they call it in, in the Muslim faith? I don't know, some kind of a tomb for the dead Nuab when he died. He's building it, having it built now that there would be such a monument for him after his death. And um, in the course of the construction, one of his architects or engineers made a comment that something about it was... Could have done it better. Could have done it better, and he cut off his head or something like that. And then he... What did he do? He voiced a question? Um, his, he asked his assistant to get it. Get it. And he didn't even know what he wanted, but he said, got out of there. <laughs> and so he was just on, you know, wandering, not willing to go back because he might have his head cut off. He didn't know what the king wanted. And, and uh, he had, by, by chance, he met Rup Sanatan. And they were so extraordinary in their even material uh, qualities and so forth and their sense of people and, and so on, that they, they saw he was disturbed and they asked why, and they were able to answer that they could understand what the king wanted. Hmm. So they gave him the answer. that he, So he went back with the answer, and the king said, how did you figure out what I wanted? Hmm. At the time I remember, I just was so upset. And he said, well, I met these two, and he said, bring them here. So Rupsanathan became head ministers. In fact, Sanatha was in charge of the government, the whole government in Bengal, when the Nawab would go out and travel and do whatever such traveling kings would do. Hmm. Of course, they left that. They left it all. Such a position they had socially, at least in the ruling um, uh, politic, uh, you know, uh, uh, order. They were they were ostracized now by the Hindu community because of their intimate involvement with the Muslim community, mm-hmm. and they left that social uh, position, which in the Muslim community which, and, and the facility that they had. Mm-hmm. To follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to wear loincloth and chase after him, and, and so forth, mm-hmm. they gave up great opulence and wealth, and and and, and they didn't. And although they joined Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they didn't gain now a social position in the Hindu society. They still looked at him as contaminated. Mm-hmm. When Rup Sanatan, when Rup and Balabha met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at at uh, Prayag. Mm-hmm. Balaba being the, one of the brothers of Rupa and Sanatan, there was another Balaba, Balaba Charja, with Mahaprabhu at the time. And the two, Rupa Goswami and Balaba, also known as Anupam, they, when they approached and saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from a distance, they laid themselves out flat in Dandavat. Hmm? And they got up and they were weeping and their 
lips were vibrating Krishna Nam, Ram Nam, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare, without trying. Hmm? If asked a question, they would speak, and in between their lips would vibrate, that tongue would vibrate. So Balaba was impressed by them, and he went to embrace them. And Mahaprabhu said, Don't touch them, they're outcasts. <laughs> That's what he told, because that was their status, and in and Balaba was a was a paka Hindu Brahmin. He was a Vaishnava also, hmm? but he was. So Mahaprabhu was testing him, mm-hmm. and then he, Balaba said, "But their lips are always chanting Krishna Nam. How can they? How can they possibly be impure?" So that one time Balaba got it right. <laughs> Mahaprabhu was blessed him and had to have his own group and so forth and a different bhav hmm? uh, so they were very special Sanat and Goswami very special um, uh, people and um, and they were social from a Hindu point of view um, outcasts Haridas was a social outcast hmm? So the whole Suvarnabhani community was outcast. So they had, you know, they weren't Muslims. They didn't become Muslims, but they weren't allowed, practically, from a social, religious point of view, to become to be Hindus. So was, they were put in great uh, social difficulty. And Nityananda Prabhu and Udharnathatta Thakur came to their to their rescue, and they 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 elevated them beyond the Varnashram Dharma. Hmm? And now they all came together for one ritual, Namkirtan. Hmm? Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishnam Sangopangastaparashtam Yagnai Sankirtana Praya Yajantihi Sumedasa. This became the, the, the reason for getting together, not for this uh, uh, haircutting ceremony, name giving, all these. Hindu rituals and so forth. They weren't allowed to, from a Hindu point of view, participate in all those things. They were contaminated. So they would come together for kirtan. And they were already, like I say, nominal Vaishnavas. Now they became Rasika Vaishnavas or properly informed, initiated Vaishnavas with Sambandha Gyan and so forth. And the leader. Sri Udharanthattha Thakur, Jai. So, um, upon visiting Saptagram, in the midst of his outreach in the early part of the 16th century, Nityananda Prabhu was hosted when he came there for the first time by Udharanthattha Thakur. The Thakur became an ardent follower of Nityananda Prabhu immediately. It was like eternal associates meeting, right? Obviously. Um, and then the entire community followed the lead of Udharanthattha Thakur. Hmm? Um, this campaign of Nitai that followed Chichitanya's order to him to remain in Bengal rather than visit him annually in Puri. In 1516, 
was substantial. Udarandatta became one of Nitai's principal assistants, and together with the other Gopals, they propagated Sankirtan, resulting in the formation of various sripats or just humble, simple centers where all the worship was like Namkirtan. That's what they did. Not elaborate, sophisticated uh, Hindu temples, but centers for Namkirtan. And of course, they were all under the influence of Nityananda Prabhu's Sakyabhav. So, all the different Sakyarasa lineages and Gaudiya Vaishnavas come out of this this uh, outreach of these Gopals. Hmm. Like the other Gopals, the character of Udarandatta Thakur was extraordinary. When Nitai visited Saptagram with his associates in the midst of Nams and Kirtan, Udarandatta Thakur immediately came forward. He fell at Nityananda's lotus feet bathing them with his tears from the restless river of his heart's ananda. And at that very moment, Nitai blessed Udaran. Holding his hand over his head, he told his eternal Gopal, Subahu, Gopa, now appearing in another Leela, Arise, do not cry any more. From today you are my beloved servant. Then Nitai changed his name from Dvikar to Udharan. Sri Udharandatta preoccupied himself with only the very essence of Dharma, which is described by Bhaktivinoda as what? Jive doi Krishna nam sarva dharma sar. The star, the essence of Dharma is twofold. Jive doi, jivadaya, and Namkirtan. Namkirtan and kindness to other jivas. Of course, the kindest thing is to give them Krishna Nam, but as I'm saying here, the kindness of Nityananda Prabhu and Udharandatta Thakur were extended to uplift the community um, practically, socially, and, and practically. Udharandatta Thakur's kindness to others, Jivadaya, made him famous not only in Saptagram, but throughout all of Bengal. The best example is his famous Anachatra, a kitchen that he created, and food storage arrangement that covered 10 acres, he had 10 acres of land he collected and donated just for, for cooking prashad and distributing it. Hmm? And there were times of famine uh, uh, due to climate conditions and so forth that he um, kept everyone fed during the famine. Hmm? Um, he fed tens of thousands of people suffering from famine and drought of West Bengal at the onset of the 16th century and engaged them in Namkirtan. Hmm? And along with feeding thousands of people. He constructed houses for them. Come, live here, take prasad, and chant Hare Krishna. Do Nam Kirtan. So, this was his, <laughs> his uh, outreach, and it was, it was, it was quite, uh, it was considerable, very broad. His dedication and taste 
for Krishnanam was such that after the departure of Nittai from Saptagram, the Thakur chanted throughout the day and night, sleeping, it is said, in a historical record, only 32 minutes a day and subsisting, subsisting only on milk. Although he was a great Sanskrit scholar himself, well acquainted with the Bhagavatam, very well read, he didn't write any books. In this regard, he's been compared to Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, one of the six Goswamis who has no literary contribution. Hmm? Das, uh, this uh, Bhatta Goswami, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, was very busy in the temple of Rupa Goswami's as a cook. Hmm? He used to recite the Bhagavatam in five different melodies. Hmm? and cook for the deity. Whatever ingredients he didn't have to offer, that he wanted to offer, he would create them through meditating and offer them. So he was very busy in this way. I once went to the temple, a temple near Banki Bihari in Vrindavan in that is presided over and the service, the Savites there are all followers of um, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. And we went, we were discussing with them, and they would sit, this is what they did all day long, sat in the temple and chanted Japa. And Artik, they got up, chanted in Artik, Artik's over and sat down, they chanted Japa. That's how they conducted themselves all day long, taking prasadam, hmm. maybe they had a class, and that's, that's what they did. Hmm. So, Udhanda Thakur was so busy with his kirtan chanting and so forth that he didn't have time to write. That's what is thought about Raghunath Bhatta Goswami as well. The great Vaishnava poet Vasu Ghosh describes Udhanda Thakur thus In Kaichara, he built a kutir and lived there with his head shaved wearing only kopan and outer cloth, his forehead adorned with beautiful tilak, around his neck were three stands, strands of tulsi and a bag for his japamala. So again, describing him in perfect sadhakavesh. This is after Nityananda Prabhu departed. And then from that solitary bhajan that he was engaged in, he, again he got up. Hmm? and again became a public figure, empowered by the Shakti of Nityananda Prabhu. And he preached extensively in Katwa, where Mahaprabhu took sannyas, where he is said, in the Katwa area, to have visited every village and every single home bearing the good tidings of Gaur and Nityananda Ram. He established in his own Sripat, the Sadbuj deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, six-armed deity of Mahaprabhu, two arms of Ram, two arms of Krishna, two arms of Mahaprabhu, the point being to establish that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Swayam Bhagavan, same Krishna, hmm, um, who, yeah, and, um, and he also personally worshipped the Murtis of War, Nityananda. Hmm. 
Thus the Thakur was an indispensable instrument in the outreach of Nityananda Ram, which during this period and up until the time of his passing from mortal vision resulted in the flood of a broad current of Sakirati throughout Bengal. Sri Udarnatha Thakur, Mahashai Ke Jai, Gaud Premanandi. Any questions? Prabhupada? Yeah. Could have been. I mean, some. I just saying what some some reason. Basically, they they acknowledged that Sakurasa imprint in his life. Now they may not have thought too far about it, but because after all, Udarnadatta Thakur is Subahu, and Subahu is a, is a is a all of the daughters of Gopals are either Priyasakas or Priyanarmasakas. Hmm. Um, which is a significant point that Subahu is, is uh, in the literature considered to be a Priyanarmasaka. So that influence would have would have been there in Prabhupada's life. But but anyway, some of the Godbrothers' reasons like that, and it could have been for, further fortified and developed. What else? Yes. Vision of Nityananda Prabhu, he saw him as black. Is there any significance why Nityananda Prabhu appeared this way to you? I never thought about that. Um, but um, we did talk the other night about Balaram turning black. Right, as in terms of representing Krishna to the gopis so perfectly that his complexion changed. So, it's the only parallel I can draw at the, at the moment, but I think, yeah, Krishna does disguise him as in, in that way. What I mean. That said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was fair and his complexion golden. Chaitanya Prabhu is not described in the same way, so he may have had a darker complexion. Hmm. Maharaj, you had a question? No. Okay. Okay, so you see Dajiko Pankija, Bode, Premanandi, Haribo. Thank you.